Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D as always, Marky Davison. How you going, mate? Guys, do not adjust your radio, your BTSC app, Spotify, or YouTube land. We're one day away from the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Seattle Seals. Let's go. <laughs> How excited are you? <laughs> I'm pretty keen, man. Like it's like it's different this preseason because there's no big Ben. You know what I'm saying? This the, like the last last 17 years is always like, oh, we knew we had big Ben to play, and now it's like Kenny Pickett, Trubisky, and we have all these other guys that yeah. can play. Like it's a whole new thing. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I think it's funny though. Like if you put your hat on, if you put if someone was to um, none of us would, but like a Seahawks, you know, hypothetical or you know, um, hat on. Their their preseason is going to be pretty funny because like they don't really have like a top end quarterback, right? So you've got <laughs> Drew Locke and Geno Smith. That's about as good as you're going to get from them, right? In the preseason. So like, I'd rather have you know Pickett, Rudolph, you know, and Trubisky than be in their situation. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting from what? that perspective. It's maybe another reason why the Pittsburgh Steelers can maybe some some you know be called spoiled because they have bigger problems than we do at quarterback. We have Trubisky that has been to playoff games. We have Mason Rudolph who is nine and eight. Yes, he's not the best quarterback, but he's still a pretty good backup. And we have the first rounder, uh, Kenny Pickett. You know, and here so we I- are complaining, but I'm good. I'm so excited. Like, like, I can't wait. Like right, I'm going to get to the hard stuff first, right? Let's, we're, we like to be hard hitting. We like to be straight to the point. So, oh, Kathy Ford's just about to take off for Pittsburgh. There you oh, go. Let's enjoy. go. She's enjoy. She's Let's go. Have, Let's have go. a good time. Make sure that if there's internet on your flight, we'd love to hear from you in in flight. How cool would that be? Yeah. Like, would it just be like from the future and in the part, like in the past, like all these geographical locations would also be in the air. You know, maybe we just need to get like a Steelers fan up into the space station, and then we can like go intergalactic as well. Then they could go and the, actually you know, Mr. that doesn't work into collecting, but at least we'll be outside of the world. We'll be in space. <laughs> she could probably see Australia from uh, you know up there, you know, far away. You know, oh, actually, probably can't because we're down under. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the poles are reversing though the magnetic field. So actually, over time, we're going to end up actually down up, not down under. But anyway, 
lot of people. Doesn't sound, it's not as not as good as a marketing sluggo, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Anyway, back to the quarterbacks, though. Uh, you know, in being in being hard hitting, I, I guess there's a lot of talk about. Oh no, it's terrible if we had Mason. You know, but then P- Trubisky, one day he has a good day at camp, the next day he doesn't. Pickett's doing like really doing well with predominantly playing in like the second team. Um, if if they had named Mason Rudolph to start week one, right? Let's say he has a good 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 week this week. They then want two quarters from Trubisky next week, and then in the third week it's one quarter Mason, one quarter Trubisky, and then it's you know two quarters Pickett, or even one quarter Pickett, one you know a couple of drives Oladokun. Would you be sitting there really angry, or are you in the camp that it's just best man wins? It's it's, it's hundred percent best man wins, and I think there's a lot of speculation throughout the whole off season to downgrade a player throughout the time before he even goes on the, to the field. I, I'm kind of keen to see what can happen tomorrow with Rudolph going out there. If he goes out there for 10, 10, you know, 10 throws for 14, uh, one touchdown, 180 yards or whatever, then we got a guy that can be our, that can be our quarterback number one. Like, why can't he be a quarterback number one? He, he, he can, if he wants the job and, and Mike Tomlin and those fellas believe in him, why not? Yep. You know, he, he can run in that, in the Matt Canada system, whatever that may be. But I'm not too worried about it at all because I think having three guys like this, obviously they're not playing Chris Oladukan, right? But these three guys, I think you're going to sit Kenny Pickett. I think Trubisky and Rudolph will be fighting for the number, for the number one spot. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. What is wrong, I think, is is always discounting the, the guy, Mason Rudolph, over and over again. Like, yeah. if you don't like him, sure. But it's like, he's he's a part of the team. And I think he, he had a pretty rough go Thinking back to that that season where he got knocked out and the Miles uh it's a Miles Garrett incident when he got with a hit with a helmet, yeah. right? That has to shock you. No, no matter how you know, if that was Tom Brady, that would shock him for for a while, right? He got knocked. Well, knocked I, mean, out. I mean, also like he was barely. I can't remember the timeline of this, but he was barely like three to four weeks back from being concussed with that bull. You know, other swear word. Um, <laughs> hit from the Ravens, right? So you literally started, you're starting your, sec, your second game. We're playing your second game. You get concussed. You come back after a couple, <laughs> couple of weeks. And we were in that game, right? Until Mason got like, not like not senseless. We were, we were in that game. And even we were in that game toward the end. And there's obviously that sack that, you know, should have been there and we got penalized with um Denny A. And that was a, another load of Cods wallop as well to, you know, not swear. Um, so, you know, as as you say, like that's a lot of stuff to go through in a very short space of time. And then we heard the racial thing as well. Ah, on that though, let's let's talk about that quickly. Do you think uh, like I'm just putting it this way? Ogan Joby joined the Steelers. If Mason had had a racial slur, do you think that Ogan Joby would want to play with? <laughs> nah, I, I think I think it's a load of hogwash. A lot of it. I think a I lot thought of it the... was as well. But like, it's, just, the... it's just funny that that's come up. You know. I think a lot of the, the the media, as we know, in media and life and media and sports, dramatizes things to the absolute, you know, uh, to a T. And that happened with Mason. And then there's to a certain extent with Mason too. Okay, he's going to his fifth year, right? His last year with the Steelers. Now, um, that I guess is a proving year for him. And if he doesn't do well this year, he may not get a job uh, next year. But he's playing, you know, pretty good as backup. But are we not forgetting like progression? It doesn't stop. No matter what kind of athlete you are, it doesn't Thank stop. Thank you. Maybe if you are Marcus Allen, in, in your case, it does stop. But the progression of a player, <laughs> he's he's gotten better, right? He's gotten better and will get better this year. And I, I really don't like the fact how we dis, we, we we count someone out before they even had the, even had the season. Maybe you can say, well, after this season, he was really bad and that shouldn't have happened. Like in, 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 the, in, the, in terms of Big Ben, I was always on Big Ben for the last two years to play. Looking back at it, probably should have hanged at the bootlaces after his injury because it wasn't it wasn't the best. But for me, if but you're right, Mason... but you're right. I want to pick up on that point, right? You're right. We keep talking about quarterbacks playing into their thirties. How old's Mason Rudolph? I think he's like 20, 28. Yeah, something like that. Right? Like you gotta give the guy he's played how many he's not even started 20 games. How how can you decide whether he's gonna be a like yes, it wasn't he also hasn't been lights out in all his games, but he also hasn't thrown a Nate, Nate Peterman, you know, six interceptions. I mean, this is a, I mean, and this is what I, I wanted to stop like in this part as well. 
Carson Wright says they understand Mason is a multi-year head start unless he's exponentially better than the other two. The other two sit him. I get that for the preseason, but I keep hearing this theme out of training camp or seeing it on social media. If Mason is the most familiar with the system and he is playing better, <clears throat> then you have to start him. Like you don't, yeah, you no, don't I start someone else because oh they've played less in the system, but they might be good. Now, if it's a mobility thing and you're going to do lots of RPOs and you're like, Mason can't just purely can't run them, I, fine, I get it. And that's the Canada system that we've all hyped up, but we've not seen. But on the basis of things, you can't just relegate someone to not start because they've had the most experience in the system. Uh, we've got to play to win. And if that's experience in the system for the first three, four, six weeks, then that's what it is. Like, I have a scenario for you. So let's say that Mason Rudolph goes out there and absolutely slings the football around, has the best preseason you've ever seen in your life, right? Trubisky plays okay, but then Trubisky gets a start, right? The next four, the next four games of the of the regular season in Pittsburgh, Trubisky goes uh, one and three. What are the fans doing? Put in Mason. I don't think so. I think it's going to be putting. <laughs> they picket. might. They might do. Oh, it's going to right? be putting picket right, and, and okay. this is where they're going to have to be careful because I, I don't. You, you don't want picket to start before he's ready, right? You probably don't want him to start before preseason. Uh, before preseason, but, but like before the bye, right? So, I think they would give Mason three to four games, and then it would be, yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Um. I think look the the target is on Mason and Trubisky's back really whether you're the whether whoever's the backup yes, and whoever's I, the starter I agree. because I agree. once once you get through the bye if that record is remotely you know 50-50 kind of thing there you know every after that it's game on right especially when you look at when the Steelers have their bye I think it's after 8 games 9 weeks and and where they're playing and then isn't I'm pretty sure if the it's been ages since I looked at the schedule, but you know, I think they go to the Saints the week after the bye, which is in a stadium. Oh, all right, so that's where Pickett's going to be able to perform even better. Um, right. So, like, I'll just pull it up while we're talking. But you know, if you look at it from that perspective, I mean, you know, the, the target's there on their back. Yeah, you know what? Another thing too is I find funny about this whole quarterback thing is like maybe there is okay there's a you know a designated starter for the you know the very beginning of the season but that won't happen throughout the duration of the season because it is so long um yeah. but i'm kind of happy like we if if all quarterbacks are going good if mason rudolph is playing well in training camp then that's fair game that's awesome that's great to hear it's almost like some fans want to hear mason rudolph do bad so they're right to a, <laughs> exactly to, do you know what i mean it's extent. like we want mason to fail they've got like a mason <laughs> fail fetish yeah, and it's or even to a certain extent they want to see Trubisky fail as well. So then Kenny Pickett comes in, but I know that the quarterback is the number one position in the whole team, the offense or whatever it is, right? But this is this is I guess these are the growing pains of with life with that Big Ben because we all knew we had Big Ben and we all knew that Big Ben wasn't going anywhere. No one could get rid of him. It was never it was his it was his his uh, team until he wanted to leave. So the growing pains are. We have three quarterbacks pretty much fighting it out for QB, QB1, and every fan has the opinion. You're, you're entitled to your opinion, but at the end of the day, like, just got to enjoy the process. And tomorrow coming, uh, we have two new quarterbacks in the black and gold, Kenny Pickett and Trubisky throwing a football, and that's exciting. That's super yeah. exciting. So I want to pick up on three things of what you said there. Number three. one, I, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Number one, I love the word growing pains. That is what Steelers fans' expectations for the first, and I, I should say I was also wrong on it was New Orleans are coming to us the week after the buy in week ten. But I love the word use of the word growing pain because that's what this is going to be, right? We know we this this team is that teenager that's growing and developing and it's going to get good. It's got to get comfortable in their body. It's got to get you know a lot of teenagers grow and they're uncoordinated. You got to get coordinated. You got to figure out what you can do. That's exactly the right metaphor for this team. Then the number two part, like as you talked about in the black and gold, is like, and you know, people are doing well and people are not doing well, and you know, it depends on the day of training camp. The other thing is like, we have the number one, we have one of the best defenses in the league. Oh, it's <laughs> that's not a hard thing. That's not an easy thing. Sorry to go up against in training camp. So when there's oh. lots of interceptions and what have you, it's like that concept that was talked about a few weeks ago on the preview. Just because the offense has something bad happen at training camp. 
doesn't mean that's a slight on the offense. It could be a pro on the defense. And so we could see them come out tomorrow in the in the game or even week one and blow blow a team away. We don't know, like, because we don't have an ex, we don't have a level set with where this defense is at. This defense could be improved lights out versus last year. And you probably expect it with an Okunjobi back, an Alawalu back, a Miles Jack in the mix, you know, Levi Wallace, Akello Witherspoon, like, you know, look at all the names we're talking there. Alex Highsmith on another season, you know, all those things. So I think it's pretty interesting from that perspective. TJ Jones on Facebook says they put Ben in as a rookie with a good defense and look how that season turned out. And well, they had Ben to. and Pickett are on a different level. One, we had to, right? Mm. But B, I want to talk about this piece about Ben and Pickett for a second. Now, Ben, obviously, amazing talent, bigger quarterback, bigger arm, all the rest of it. But Pickett's played at a higher level of college ball with more experience. So he's probably a little bit more further developed in the sense of like that game planning, that game management, working with different people. There was a lot of flux in that team, um, being relied upon, pressure on the big stage and like, you know, nationally televised games, going to the senior bowl, competing with someone like Malik Willis, who, you know, was going after him to be the first, you know, quarterback drafted. There's a level of mentality or experience or maturity that Pickett has. Maybe even Ben, I say this respectfully, but might not have had. Like, and I, and I say that's more of a, you know, a compliment to what Ben was able to do in that rookie year. But like, you look at well, the way ben, Big Ben picked up and took things from maturity level in year two, and they went after the Super Bowl. So, you know, I, I see this of like, oh, you know, Pickett isn't Ben. No, Pickett might not be Ben on paper with the stats. I mean, actually, the stats aren't crazy far away, or might not be Ben in his height and weight and ability to hold, you know, defensive linemen off. And that doesn't mean that Pickett can't have a strong influence on how the Steelers are going to go early on. You know what I really, really hate besides the bungles is comparing a player that has a separation of like 18 years. <laughs> yes. I, I just, I really don't understand it. Like how can we compare? Oh, he's the, because every NFL media outlet out there would be like, he's the next big Ben, but he's also been two different generations of like, the, there was not even a phone back then, or, you know, it wasn't a really good phone service or internet or, or um, there was a MySpace and stuff like that. Like, you know, it's completely different completely different atmosphere and the game has changed so much as well um even with the, some of the flags and even you know a certain degree with the kickoff return and stuff like that and overtime rules the game has changed in 20 years so how can we compare kenny pickett to big ben i think it's ludicrous uh, i think it's it's silly so. <laughs> I, love it. I love it um earlier someone brought up a comment and it was something i wanted to what uh to talk about with you what do you make of the running so TJ Jones again actually having a having a great show for he's, TJ Jones. He's killing it. A few points. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, taking an early <laughs> there. Um he said they should keep four backs, agree. Harris Warren, McFarlane, cool. Teague. Um I was really I, I mean both Andrew Wilbar and I were really happy in the Slack channel that they brought in Teague. He's someone that I usually bring in in the update of Madden squads and stuff like that that people do their own sort of things. Um but you, we've heard a lot about Warren I mean, I've not been able to watch every single clip from training camp. It's pretty hard with, you know, when our work schedules and, you know, the different time zones and that. But do you think there's a lot of hype about Warren? Like, even this morning, I woke up to my Twitter feed being a lot about <laughs> Jalen Warren. And I'm just like, okay, are we overhyping this? Like, uh, yes, we are. To a certain, we overhype everything. Uh, but it's funny with <laughs> us, too, because this, the minute we see highlights, it's already the next day. You know, as soon as we wake up, and if we miss a day, like it's just gone. Like there could be could be Warren one day, and the next day it's talking about Pickens, and then they forget about Warren. But uh, we overhype everything, and it's 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 because the Steelers fans have forgotten. Like we do have Najee number one, and that's locked in. So we're now looking for that number two. He can be that like you know D'Angelo yeah. Williams kind of style back. And I do want to see it. I want to see this team run the football more and have more of a running offense and use the the motion more than they can. Uh, than just you know going through the motions like like acting like they're going from left to right and stuff like that. Actually, I'm going to ask you that question now. I know I should have answered yours, but I can't wait because I was thinking about this the other day. Will we see them? Will, will, will we <laughs> well, see your question with an alternative question? Yes, I just well, I got to bring it up. We only got a short amount of time. Will we see Matt Cannon's offense just go through the motions, or is it going to be actually is it going to be meant for something? Does that make sense? 
You know, like we just saw last year, they go left from right. Like, here is, to there. It, is this sort of feeding off Carson right? Like, oh, I didn't even see that. Chat? I can't wait <laughs> to see Canada's offense tomorrow. If Vanilla, it's Vanilla, how many fans will claim it's because he's saving the plays for the good plays for the season? Yeah, what I'm I, getting at is, 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 is other players just doing the motions just to do it, or is there intent to out to out out fool the other opponent? That's what I think the difference is. All right, so I think that the Steelers keep it generally pretty vanilla um, anyway, like I think you saw that last year. I think you're more likely to see what they might do in the season on offense, although it's going to be different with each quarterback because there's different strengths. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago where Mason Rudolph's going to prefer play action. Mitch Trubisky's going to prefer the RPO. Kenny Pickett's probably going to you know prefer plays that the re- like where receivers are open even if that's a tight end or you know running back, and look and look to get them into space where they have to then make plays after the catch. Um, Michael O'Malley in the live chat says, "You never show your whole playbook." Agree. Where I think the Steelers often play really conservative, and I look back on this when we talked about like Norwood last year and the defense. I feel like on defense we hide <laughs> a lot of things because if you even look at what we did in Week One a few years back against the Giants. And then if you went, yeah, 2020, I think that was. And then you look what we did week one in, against the Bills. It was very, it was actually quite different overall in the way we game planned to what we did during the preseason. So I actually think the defense is going to be more vanilla. The other thing though, I think week one is probably going to be a lot more experimental. Where and, and by that, not necessarily in the plays that they're doing, but you're going to have probably Haywood take, get like some different receptions that we haven't yeah, seen cool. before. Yeah. You're going to see different running backs. You're probably going to see a lot more from Najee in the short passing game if, when Trubisky's in. Like that's the sort of stuff you're going to see. I expect Gentry to have a really big um, preseason, at least for the first couple of games. I think that's going to be a big thing. They're going to be careful about free move. I talked about this week on War Room, I mentioned that Sternberger was really needed to stay on the practice squad because he's like our replacement for Freemus because he's more of that big receiving tight end. Yeah, I expect yeah. to see a lot of him in the mix on some of those mm. plays as well. So I think it goes back to what we, what you and I always talk about virtually is managing your expectations of what you feel for this. There are going to be some things that we see and that's great and we can take from them, but just because it doesn't work on a particular drive, like I'm, to be honest, my money there is that the Steelers flame out in the first drive. And that's fine. It's the first Probably. drive of the first preseason game, <laughs> the first week of actual, like, you know, proper some sort of football in the season. Like, that's fine. Don't worry about that. What does it mean? Like, you can't sit there and slam the Ravens, who won the 21st play, you know, preseason game in a row. You can't go and criticize them and then sit there and, and say, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. And then go, oh, the Steelers aren't doing anything in week one of the first drive of the preseason. Like, no, 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 no. Let's be realistic. I, I'm don't just worried. I don't want to see Trubisky throw an interception. That's going to oh, upset no. me if he does. But like, I, 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 but I, as well, if he's throwing a Hail Mary down the field on like fourth and whatever, right? And it go and it lands in the end zone. It's in the end zone, and there's it, the ball gets tipped for whatever reason. Someone intercepts it. Fine, right? Fine. If that if that happens, and all the other team makes a great play, but too often I think we go, oh, Steelers are bad, and we don't look at the actual situation around it. I'm, I'm just a bit worried that, uh, like, honestly, with this motion stuff and the Matt Canada offense is, yeah, are they just doing the offense? Like, they're not reading the defense. Are they just going through the motions and not actually using it to their advantage to get one up over the defense, if that makes sense? Yeah. Like, what if what if the, the defense is in the, the, the whatever package you're in and um, Matt Canada does the motion but doesn't need to? And nothing changes. That, that's what I thought happened last year a few times. You'd see Claypool run past, and you're like, he's not getting the ball. He's just doing it just to do it. Do you know, what, I, I don't yeah, really I, know. I what you mean? What I don't want to see, what I really don't want to see is, uh, like, let's say, like, they're doing short passes to Najee, right? And he's just cleaning <laughs> the middle, middle, like, the inside linebackers up, right? Particularly with Wagner not there with the Seahawks anymore. I don't want to see after a little while, like, after a couple of plays, oh, we're going to go just pass it to someone else because we want to get them a rep, right? True, I know it's preseason, but I want to see, no, keep keep feeding Najee for a while. Like, expose them. Put something on tape where other teams are like, holy, holy cow, we've got a scheme out. 
with a short pass with Najee. Because come week one, you you know, you've got that on tape. The other team have to scheme for it, and it's a deception. Like, there's a whole thing about, you know, the preseason and not wanting to show too much. But you can also put things right. on tape that are going to put questions in the other team's mind. And I think that's how you could really use preseason to an advantage. But you know what is also kind of funny too? I, I want to see them like actual game plan. They've got this, you know, even if you've had this, this many weeks and months to game plan for the Seahawks, I want to see them like yeah, outsmart somewhere. I feel they haven't been doing that on the offense. It just felt like nah. Big Ben went out there nah. and they go, we've got our offense, we're going to beat you. Uh, maybe try and figure out their defense as well to see what they're doing and, and can counteract that. That's well, what I think I, I, I missed it. Yeah, and, and I think you've hit the absolute nail on the head here that goes to the heart of all this talk about have we seen Canada or not? Mark, Mark O'Malley, Michael O'Malley, sorry, says in the live chat, you know, Mark D facts, it all comes down to it's Canada, is, is Canada a bum <laughs> or not, right? But you got a really good point there. Like, let's scheme to beat the other team. And I'm sorry, if you can't yes. do that with Najee Harris, Pat Freemuth, Pickens and Deontay, you've got so many different types of receivers. And then you've got complementary pieces around them in, you know, I mean, when Chantry gets open, he's, you know, it's like trying to stop a freight train in a way. Um, you've got, you know, Claypool and Anthony Miller in the right, you know, in the right route can do different things as well. Even Boykin in this preseason. I think Boykin's a massive player to watch in this preseason. So, you know, and then obviously there's Jalen Warren, who's, you know, that seems to have come in as the late camp darling kind of thing. But, you know, this is it. Like Canada, even if he doesn't, it's not necessarily when we see the Canada offense, we have to see all these sweeps and jet motions and fancy things and crazy routes to, you know, um, into Connor Haywood there. It's how are you scheming to expose yeah, the defense? That's that's what I'm saying. You can do all the yeah. motions all you want and you can do your offense and your offense is crazy. But if you're not taking advantage of that defense and getting one up over them, then there's no real point doing all that, that circus play beforehand. That's I, that's what I think. That's what I think it comes down to. And I was, I'm intrigued to see the actual play calling is going is going to intrigue me. If, if it's like you know uh, third third and eight and you're running a draw, like why aren't you, you passing beyond the stick, stuff like that. I don't know. I, it's, I just but it's think, like that classic case of you remember remember the Titans, right? Like as much as I mean, it's like played it all the time, right? Like every every rugby camp we went on was like well, game was remember the Titans, remember the Titans, remember the Titans, right? And they did that dancing before the game, you know, and like, and everyone loved it and whatever. If they were getting pelted by 60, no one would give two absolute, <laughs> you know, poos about whether, like I can't swear, but no one would give mm. two poos about whether they danced or not, right? The fact is they did it and then they were winning and they were having fun and whatever. Same analogy for the Canada offense. It doesn't mean anything with those sweeps and motions unless they're making plays and getting yards. Exactly. I, I think you need to also to be to reactive to the defense because if all those motions are in, that's what I say, going through the motion and then Claypool knows what I have to do. So I know I'm not getting the football, but they're just doing it to do it. And then the defense is sitting back going, oh, okay, no worries. I know where you're going and I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to tackle you. They need to be reactive to the defense, what is happening. And that's what I think good offensive coordinators do. They go out there, they see what the defense is giving them and, and take advantage of their weakest player. If their weakest player is their middle linebacker, for sure, get Najee involved every time. And get 10 yards, right? Then when they figure that out, go back to the pass on the outside. I don't know. What do I know? But I'm just saying what we saw the last time, there's a lot of pressure. I think there's people say there's pressure on Mike Tomlin. Man, there is pressure on Matt Canada this year in this offense. Look at the offense that he has this year. A better O-line, a better mobile quarterback and whoever he chooses. Najee Harris, hopefully a good running, a second running back. And tight end Frymouth. You have all the pieces to be, to be successful. And if they go out there and, and do the drive three and out, I'll be like, oh, well, well, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I don't want to see that. I want to see them be um, at least competitive to move the football three or four times and have a bit of rhythm because that's what you're meant to do as an offensive coordinator. I've never been one. But that's what I imagine. You're always like, okay, I've done this way here. I've read Nigel here. They think we're going this way. Let's go the other way. But it looks like in the motions, what, what he was trying to, you know, uh, simulate that, okay, I have to do a jet a jet sweep because I have to do a jet sweep. And it's like, it's you don't maybe you don't have to do that at the time. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see that. That's what probably the one, number one thing I want to see is the offense is, is it different to last year, basically? I know. And, and this is kind of, it's kind of, I'm surprised in a way they're giving Mason two quarters. 
Do you know what I mean? Like I would have, I don't know whether I would have done that. I would have done probably Chabitsky one quarter and then continue on the, the if he's in a, in a drive or give him one drive in the second quarter, give Mason one quarter, like just give him the second quarter, let Pickett come out in the third after halftime, simulate what it would be like almost to semi-start a game. And then if, you know, after about a quarter and a half, then you get rid of, you know, you pull him and then you put in other Doken. Like, and that's where I sign get Steelers fans saying we've seen enough of Mason. But like, I can't imagine it's going to be as crazy different from Mason compared to what it would be with Trubisky and Pickett and even Oladokun because of what they can do and move their feet. So, and get out of trouble and stuff as well. So this is where I kind of get that fan opinion. And I think it's going to be harder to see. I, I, all, all I'm saying is I think we've got to temper our expectations that this week's probably not the week we're going to see all the crazy stuff. It's probably next week. Yeah, and even then, to a, to a certain degree, they might not show it until the Bengals game. But I think there's still an argument, too. There's got to be some point where you do show it. Otherwise, you never use it. Do you know what I want to see? I want to see a sweep play where, like, Claypool runs this way and Deontay Johnson runs that way and Haywood and Freemuth do, like, run into other people. And then Harris, they just literally just have, like, done a sneaky little pop to Harris and he just goes straight down the middle and everyone's, like, spread out. So a, du- a double reverse and then the halfback draw up the middle. Literally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, but also, you've got you've also got like um, they're all going out in these sweeps. But you've got Haywood and Freemuth slanting into the middle as well, so they're creating like a second level of blocking before the offensive line even gets there. <laughs> what uh, what play do you think is going to happen first, a run or a pass? Oh, they're running it. They're doing. Yeah, you have to, right? I, I think you have to run it as well. There's a lot of pressure for a pass, right? Unless he does like a play action pass, and they've got maybe they've got they figured it out. That could be it too. Maybe it's a play action pass and it's like they're on the 20 yard line or whatever. And actually they figured out the defense and they're going to go to a, a massive shot to, to George Pickens. This team, I think as well, how young they are, they need some like pump up motivation style. They need to be like the big plays to get everyone ramped up. So I can't wait to see that. But to me, there's a lot of pressure on the, on the offense, but what, who else can we talk about now? Like, it's like who, who do you think is more pressure on some of the players? Yeah, so this week on War Room, I talked about like undercards and title fights for position. Um, I think Dotson and Green and Cole, that's an interesting trio, right? Because Mm. if Green doesn't beat out Dotson, I don't like, and I know I keep being on this train. I know Green said he wants to play, you know, guard or whatever, but like, you know, if something happens to, like, put it this way, the Steelers fans, even if you don't like Kendrick Green at center, if Mason Cole like tore his ACL tomorrow, are you going to start Green or Hassenhauer? Probably Green. Right. Exactly. So I think like people have got to be realistic about that. So I think that there's, I mean, we're really interested to see how that works with Dotson, you know, um, you know, yeah, with Dotson, Green, Cole, because later on in the season, you know, if Dotson's comes, comes, you know, if he was to lose this battle, but it was to come back or whatever, you know, Daniels can play at center. I keep hearing, well, he hasn't snapped anything at center, you know, in camp. That doesn't mean he can't once the season starts. Like, again, it, it speaks to the really good job the Steelers did in building out this interior um, offensive line. So I think that's interesting on the offensive side. I think, you know, ha- Raider and Haywood are going to be going battling it out for this third tight end spot. But even if they picked Raider there, and I think it's going to be hard for him to do it, you know, you could always have Haywood as listed as your fourth running back. I mean, they've done the way they listed Trey Edmonds there for a while. Get him. I think Haywood offers more there. So, um, but clearly, Mateo Durant, Master Teague, Jalen Warren have all got it, and McFarland have all got this battle for these like third and fourth running back spot. Man, Master Teague sounds like was it Master Shredder from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Like, what if your name's Mr. Mr. Master Teague? That's a fantastic Master name. Teague, the third. The third. So there's there's two more before him. It's like, my name's okay, but, like, that's a cool name. Like, your name's Master. You know what I mean? Like, it's not bad, is it? I mean, there's a guy in college called Big Cat. Big Cat. There he is. That's right. Big Cat Bryant. Yeah. I, I was, I won, he was on my draft board. Uh, I don't know where he went. I think he's undrafted, actually. Anyway, he might have went to another team. But, um, yeah, big cow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, some of these, like, that would be a cool jersey to get, Master Teague the third. Like, I always think about the names too on the back. Like, you don't just want Johnson, Deontay Johnson. It's just Johnson. So, sorry for all the Johnsons out there. My apologies. <laughs> and the Smiths. But 
Um, yeah. Uh, it's, oh, the Davisons. Yeah, well, uh, there's we're rare. Actually, there's one Davison, I think, in the, in the NFL. I can't remember where he plays. Oh, he plays for the Falcons. He's played for the Falcons. Yeah. yeah right. I think I think he's a linebacker. But um, there's no Peverils, is there? There's no Peverils. No, nah, and you won't wear another man's. Is it you're the one? You're the, you're the bloke who wear another man's jersey? Is that you? No, no, you like I won't put my name. I won't put my name on a on a oh, team's jersey. I haven't played right. for him. Gotcha. But until you do, when are you when are you gonna draft up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting too old now, man. <laughs> I'm too old. Hey, where I'm would sore. you play? Where would you play if you could? On the uh, in in the Steelers, what position? Uh, well, if I go back to what I played in rugby, like I played across between on like the offensive tight end, but on the defense, like an, probably an outside linebacker. So um, I'm not nearly quick enough to be a wide receiver, but I'm like bigger than Cameron Haywood. And I was about equivalent. Oh, I don't know. It's hard when you got the 40 yard in speed, but um, yeah, probably. Where would I want to play or where would I most likely play? That's a different thing. Uh, where would you want to play? Where would you? Uh, I kind of would like to play set strong safety, come down the box. Right? Like, right. I think that middle linebacker position would be fun. Um, lay out some wide receivers. <laughs> but I, I think on the offense as well, like, you know, I wouldn't want to play running back. I think it's a license to get CTA. Um Quite would you would you play players. any? But I play line? like I would play tight end. I reckon that's fun because like you get in there, you get a bit nasty, but then you can also go out and do can, things yeah. and like and you can do unexpected and um. I think that'd be fun. Like I think it's easy for someone to just say, oh, "I want to be the quarterback," but like, eh, nah. But you know, if if I if the thing that I find really hard is that like, it just it'd be really hard not to play both ways. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just when you when you grow up in a sport where you well they used to they used to back defense, in the day. It's hard to think that you're only going to play one thing. That being said, mm. like I've done a lot of research and I've been more interested as the years have gone by in like the like cornerbacks. I mean, I'd never be that remotely fast enough, but I kind of like those shutdown quarterbacks. And when you look at some of the plays, some of that like but you go back and look at Darrell Rebus and guys like that, yeah, even like good. like. Mm-hmm. stuff they were doing to shut like top wide receivers down. And it's not just about speed. It's like the, you know, the, the hand combat, the positioning yourself, yep. doing whatever you can without getting like a, a foul or penalty called. I mean, it's pretty cool stuff. Takes away one weapon on the offense, changes the whole game and they would mirror image the, the receiver. Um, yeah. Even oh, Ike was pretty good that way. Like he, he couldn't catch you know, some, some, some degree, but he could pass the flag and get in the way. And if you know you take Darrell Rivers changed the game too. If he was taking away um, whoever he was covering, well then cover the best receiver. And then he his one on one matchup, if he played man to man most times, was the, it was pretty much game over. So it was pretty it was pretty fun. <laughs> Michael O'Malley, if you're a goal holder, can't get paid. Don't do much. Yeah, but Michael O'Malley, when they ask you to run out and do a special play, you get knocked out. So yeah, it's it's funny. What with position that, uh, would you want to play? Oh, if I if I was like an actual athlete, right? Besides yeah, we me being had this conversation, that's pretty funny. No, nah, well, like, besides me being, we've you know, this show for like two years now. <laughs> I still don't know how we have a job. Um, besides, uh, you know, me being a pickable athlete, um, I'd probably play like my favorite position is probably safety. But I guess like to yeah. play, you know, what intrigues me quite like the most kind of like i reckon maybe if i was like a bigger dude like offensive line wouldn't that be weird just to, just to play that because you never touch the ball imagine playing imagine playing a sport where you never touch the ball ever like like uh who was one of our guys um who's the center pouncy 10 years never never well, never the ball. he snapped the ball so he, he threw the ball so oh, far but you, know, you know what i mean like oh, okay not a center like a guard then like like did you just yeah. never have it in your hands every other every other code around the world players get involved to have a chance to score and like you're playing in a position where you literally just drop back to protect or push forward to protect <laughs> i think that, that just is just boggles my mind how you're playing football and you never run with it unless you're like, like you're like the fridge or someone like that so but i think like that would be kind of in, on the offense that'd, that'd be intriguing to be like a left tackle or someone like that just dominate your opponent if you knew that you knew you're better than the guy the whole game you're like i've got you mate i know i'm better than you you're not getting past me today then that would be awesome. Otherwise, defense, always like safety. Always yeah. like free-roaming free safety. 
like what Troy did where, okay, all my players, okay, I know what I know what my 10 players are going to do against your 10 players, and I know where this guy's going with the ball. And a bit like actually Trey Norwood, how he's kind of developing too. People like that football intelligence, that kind of sense, running, roaming around the field and going, well, if I'm here at this time, I can pick it off. Or if he's going to be tackled, I'm going to pick up the fumble. Like get it, we talked about a few weeks ago, get around the ball, be around the ball all the time. So safety would, would intrigue me a lot because you can think outside the box and understand the chess match completely because you know where the quarterback's on the go. You can see the whole field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, well, back to Steve. <laughs> Back to the That's about the Steelers we talked about, Troy. Um, <laughs> who who are you? Give me give me a name that you're watching tomorrow. You want to see something Ooh. out of? You know what? I'm probably going to watch uh, a name. Let's say McFarlane. McFarlane, one of the running backs. I'm I'm pretty keen to see what yeah. he can do. Uh, that would be exciting because I want to see someone run the football. Maybe even Warren. I think uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens with Trubisky. To be honest, I'm watching probably oh, more the offense. Intrigued with Teague. Intrigued with Teague. We'll see what happens with him too. Uh, Trubisky, the quarterback play. Um, who else? Maybe on defense. Uh, we'll leave our Wallace play tomorrow. I don't know. Mm. Maybe not. I'm not, too, I'm not too worried about the defense. I don't actually. think Terrell Edmonds is going to play tomorrow. I think they're going to start Killbrew like what they did last year in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about defense. I think the defense has a bit, is a bit more solid than the offense right now. So... If this offense can't move the ball even in preseason, oh boy, oh boy. But what about you? Um, I want to see how this tight end yeah. room operates. You know. What? <laughs> what do you mean? George Teston, Google. He said he's a Google Water Boys. They start at fifty-three k a year. That's not bad. It's pretty good. It's not bad at all. Jeez. Um, yeah, in. like I think I like what um, Carson Wright or Casey Wright, sorry, said in the live chat. I think that Mark Robinson, like apparently he's been balling out. Like I think even Miles Jack said that, like I'm shocked at like how he comes to work. He's hungry. He wants to smash it. So <laughs> bring it on, Robinson. Like Robinson, Buddy Johnson. I mean, I didn't even talk yeah, about that. This that's true on War Room, like, but that was that could be a re- that's a really good undercard for a title. You know, for a, a fight for a position. I mean, yeah, Johnson versus. Um, Robinson, you know, in the mix there, I think that's a that's an awesome bat, camp battle that we could see play out, you know, in tomorrow's game on the defensive side. Um, I mean, I'm 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 out on Pierre and Lane. I don't I don't think they're that that good. I want to see Chris Steele tomorrow. I, I thought he was great. I talked about him in the draft process briefly, but I was picking him regularly on mock drafts um, out of USC. There, big tackling, six foot two, six foot two. Uh, quarter, uh, cornerback there. I want to see him shut someone down as well. I think he can come in and make tackles against a running back. So um, that's someone that excites me. I, I guess I, I've lowered my expectations as, as we've probably, as any listener would probably, you know, assume, you know, in listening to the show so far. I've just tempered my expectations on the quarterback. I want to see Najee. Yeah, I don't like. I'm assuming he's going to play. I don't. I actually don't think we're going to see him much in the run game. I think we're going to see him in the short passing game more than anything. But you know, I'd love him to go through and knock five guys over, even if he only gets like six yards. I just, I want to know that he's back. I want to see that stiff arm. You know, like I just get Najee open. I don't think Najee cares what game is if it's, if it's regular season, postseason, or well, preseason. I don't think he cares. I think he's got that that fight in him. That, Michael that, O'Malley uh, brings it up big time. Demarvin Leal, yeah, putting himself on the map. That that's probably the you know what that's the player I'm watching tomorrow. Leal, I want to see Leal put himself on the map. Yeah, he's, it's going to be awesome for him too. I, I think it's 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 perfect as well because we are playing in Heinz Field slash Acrosol Stadium, so it is kind of cool to see the fellas <laughs> back there. <laughs> yeah, let's. I, I don't know. That that's that's going to have. Uh, you know, that's sort of temper out as, as the year goes on. You know, funny, there's, there's, there are guys that, like, you know, in Australia right now, there are young young tuckers who are following the football in 2022 when we started watching, and they're like, yeah, I want to go to Akershaw Stadium when I get older. You're like, what? I don't think, anyone's, I don't think anyone in the history of this planet <laughs> has said that. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the history of this planet has said that. But still, fans listening to this, I put it out on Twitter this week. This week, sorry. You can find me at Matt Pev, M-A-T-T-P-E-V. It's the 90th season of the Steelers, and it's Lego's 90th birthday. Lego started doing stadium builds. We got to get a Heinz Field, Stadium, Three River Stadium, 
build. We've got to get a Lego set for it. Even if we get some bridges going off it, like the yellow bridges, we've got to get something. Lobby Lego on social media. We've got to get this up. How cool would it be? If you're not a Lego fan, it'd be really cool to do this. Like build it with your kids, build it with your nephews, nieces, whoever. You know, just think it'd be so cool to do. Right. Let's make it happen. Get out there. Lobby Lego on social media. We need to make it happen. So we've got a, uh, you know, important update here. Funny news or funny chat from Brian Brown. Read that out, Matty. <laughs> Glad my last name isn't Jack. I'm tempted <laughs> to name the son Lumber. That's something I would probably do as well. Imagine going to school, your name was Lumberjack. <laughs> Brian Brown, they should have called it Lego Stadium. That would have been better if they were going to go outside of Pittsburgh. Imagine that. Oh, oh man. Oh, mercy. So then what, what else what else are we looking forward to, Matty? It's been a long time since the Steelers have played football. You know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to better fan reaction on social media, like social media, because they'll have something proper to react to rather than just plays at training camp. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, this is what's so funny as well. They have that this they're comparing uh, George Pickens to uh Randy Moss, and that's like it's just pre- it's just training camp. He's playing well, and, and and also to your I, point, I think Pickens is the real deal. He's my the real deal. Right. That we're going to overuse him, and he's going to get injured. That's my worry. Ah, uh, true. But but at the same time, we got that. You know, our expectations need to be lowered just a lot, tiny bit because the defense isn't playing as hard as they can, and they can't tackle. They can't. They can't tackle in this in this game. So, but he's playing really. It's so well, funny so. when I always talk about the expectations. If everyone lowered their expectations by just like twenty percent. People would be really satisfied with what the Steelers do. One hundred percent, we'd be just enjoying the game because that's what that's what it's all about, right? You know, you, those fans in the stadium they're 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 there just to just to see what happens. And tickets are like seventeen bucks. I bet I bet you if you and I lived in Pittsburgh, we'd probably go down to the game, like just just to see what's going. If on. I was in Pittsburgh, I'd go to every game I could. Yeah, you'd be you'd be in the uh, the, the the you'd be calling the games with um with Wolfley. <laughs> you reckon I can call? I don't know. I've only called that one play that I love pl- calling every time. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd be the same with you. But like, it's gonna be this is gonna be this is the start of our season tomorrow, and it's super fun. And it's like it's time to cheer them on. And it's a whole different team since last year. The team is absolutely different from last year. When we when we lost the game in the KC Chiefs, it's turned around. Omar Khan's put his pieces together. The Steelers are going out there. And we have a lot of camp battles to, to look at. And I think the team looks more relaxed. The social media team yeah. is showing this, showing the Steelers having fun now. I saw uh, Cameron Haywood wearing like Crocs around the facility and just super relaxed. Like they they know what's going on. You, you can tell the body language is a bit different this year uh, than it was I think, the last few years where, you know, we're, we're counted out, but we're not not the worst team. I, I, I like what even TJ Watts really relaxed, relaxed too. Which is good. I want to see that. I want to see them relax. You know they can I play. This goes back to the no Big Ben. We talked about it earlier in the offseason with Big Ben around like being, you know, the the dynamic of the locker room and the younger players. And even with Haywood with this leader, like Haywood means business, but I reckon this team are having more fun. And I I like that. I think that's gonna help them. You know, it's gonna help them deal with adversity. It's gonna help them stay relaxed stay focused, um, you know, be able to be mentally strong and just, you know, wash over the negativity. Bad play happens, pick it up the next one. It's not like, oh my God, I'm going to get hammered on the sideline, you know, because a wide receiver didn't run the right route. Like I just, yeah, I think that's going to pay dividends for the Steelers. Um, do you have a score prediction for tomorrow? Oh, score prediction. Uh, let's go. We've got to score some touchdowns. Let's go 20, 24, 24, 20. Uh, Steelers win. Ooh. I had twenty four seventeen. So I had twenty four seventeen. Yeah. So. so it's probably going to end up like ten to three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forty eight to twenty. Yeah, Rudolph's going to go off. He's just going to just treat it like it's a postseason game. He's just going to go out there and win. Who knows? Who knows, man? Before we end the show, what are your thoughts on Lamar Woodley? I love Lamar. Woodley. I'm <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's it's, it's a joke to last week. I know. I'm just saying, is it unsung hero? No. Don't, don't rubbish the unsung hero. Yeah. All right. And Michael O'Malley says he saw Mingle and Jetpack around training camp. That would be a, a, a huge advantage on the on the defense if you can wear that. Um, Sometimes like, the way he makes plays, it looks like he's wearing a jetpack. You know what too though? I 
I think gathering from this podcast, too, I'll be a bit more relaxed this season, too. Because we do have some upside at quarterback and upside for this whole team. I think that we will have a chance to be competitive this year. Okay. You know what I mean? I really do. I really do. There's something. The fact that Big Ben left and there's no more Big Ben overshadow of like the team. It, I feel like everyone's just having a bit of go. But you're yeah, I feel like there's good energy around this team. Yeah. Know? Nothing. No offense to Big Ben and all his success, but like <laughs> it finally, it finally feels like a Pittsburgh's like it's like a team now because it hasn't been that for the last five years. It just hasn't. It's been so. We've been we talked about that since our very first podcast. It hasn't been like that. Correct. Correct. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up this week's Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell with Marky D. Hope you enjoy the game tomorrow. So good to have Steelers football back. Mark, as always, go Steelers. Oh, how it rips me, beloved, makes me live for tomorrow. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.